All right. Welcome, Coach. Welcome. Hello. Blind Metal Gamer here. Hey, hey, hey. This is Blind Metal Gamer here. This is the Blind Side Podcast. And tonight, we have a very special treat for you all out there. We're going to be talking about the Kentucky School for the Blind and its rich history. As you all know, this week is Founders Day coming up. So I'll let you take it from here, Coach. Would you like to share some history of the school? Oh, goodness. That's a big task because the history of the school is just uh, so vast. I mean, um, you know, the school came, of course, in existence in 1842 and uh, still going today. It's definitely one of the oldest schools in in the state. Um <laughs> It would just be so hard to know where to begin when you um, open with a question of the history of the school. But it is definitely a magnificent history that encompasses uh, a lot of years. Uh, Of course, this is the second time in the school's history that it has had to close down. Uh, of course, it had to do so in, um, you know, around the Civil War and, of course, with this pandemic. Yes. But. Uh, yes. It's. Uh, it, it's 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 it, it, it has a, 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 a great history. You know, I've been doing. Yes. It- I've, I've sort of been looking at some things uh, from 1945 when. Um, a superintendent that really brought the school into the modern age and until this point um, looking back through some of the history and the more I look at the more I'm amazed at um, just how the school has uh, grown and and just how you know some of the great alumni that the school has had over just those uh you know, those 75 years. So when you go back in previous years before Dr. Langan or Mr. Langan uh, became superintendent, um, some of the things that I've learned through uh, records that I've been sent and I've looked at, it's just, it's a, it's, it's really amazing. Um, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Oh, Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, I remember, uh, Coach Jones, I had the honor of going to the school from 1988 to 2001, and I can tell you through my experiences, it was a good experience. I mean, you know, learning the academia and then going, you know, wrestling under you, under varsity wrestling, Um, Coach Larry Mann, which I never got to wrestle for him, but I wish I could have. I really wish I could have because I heard it was just a great experience and all the championships he won from 1967 to 1993. Uh, very good sports legacy. And uh, the alumni that the school has produced is just has been great. A lot of good talents come out of there. And as you alluded to earlier, this is the second time in history the school has had to close. Um, you know, so... Yeah, this is just this whole school's history alone is just vast and very deep and epic. So, um, what, uh, 
would say, what would be some memories that you would cherish at the school while you attended there? I personally, um, I attended the school from 1969 to 1978, a nine-year period that I really thoroughly enjoyed. Some of the greatest memories that I did have were, you know, uh, oh, there's so many. I'd have to break it up into different categories, but uh, sports first, I guess I'll discuss. Um, The one of the greatest memories that I had was in 1975, and that was the first time that uh, the track team won the overall conference championship in track and field. And the memory that I have from that is we were, we were kind of down point-wise going into the, uh, the, the last few events of that meet. And I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. But okay. it's, it's very it's good. It's very possible that that could not have happened because right before the finals of the, we used to have a 50-yard dash and a 75-yard dash right after lunch, there were a couple of uh, people who were caught smoking. And even though I didn't oh, no. smoke, you know, I didn't smoke. I was just standing there with them. Um, I think I, I, I it was uh, – it was two members of that team that ended up scoring our last 40 points of that 50-yard and 75-yard dash where we ended up sweeping those events and uh, scoring 40 points and ended up winning the conference championship. So when we got back to school, there was just – a uh, few days later, there was this big celebration that we had in the courtyard, you know, to uh, honor that championship team. And we also had an article written in the Courier Journal about that championship. And that, that was just such a, a great memory. Of course, during that time was kind of our heyday in athletics. We won several conference championships, not only in track and field during my time on the team from 1973 was my first year to 78, but we also won several wrestling championships, uh, conference championships as, as, as well. And so those were some good memories and going to those conference championships and, and uh, having teams that uh, did so well in those conference championships. But, you know, even in addition to the championships, just the camaraderie of the team that we had and taking those long trips on the van. We didn't travel in a bus at that time, but girls and boys ran, uh, rode the trips on separate uh, in separate vans. And just the camaraderie that we had, uh, you know, riding on those uh, trips and uh, the fun that we had with the other teams on those trips, uh, were just such great memories. And then when it comes to music, um, I played in a band with some folks. Uh, we called ourselves Free Spirit. And we are like a combo band. And the performances that we had, the dances that we played, um, it was that was fun. Um, 
we would, in addition to practicing, you know, during the class at that time, we could, we could get in the, um, we could practice on our own at that time. Um, the music building wasn't finished, wasn't done, wasn't there. And our musical instruments and things, they were in the food service. So we could get into the food service, get our instruments out and, and played. And, you know, we would just rehearse by ourselves and uh, we would just learn a number of songs, at, you know, on our own and just to play those at various uh, assemblies, various dances and that sort of thing were, was just outstanding. Tom Morton was the, our uh, teacher and he was an outstanding teacher. And then, of uh, course, um, Dorothy Nolan was a fantastic teacher. The performances that we had uh, in court. Oh, yes. Good on Miss Nolan. She was outstanding. Um, oh, yes. Then we also had a, we also had a barbershop, a barbershop quartet that uh, we oh. performed. And, you know, at that time, every year we would play in the, um, and sing in the, uh, music, uh, the, the state would have a, um, uh, it was, you know, you, you could perform and you would get graded on your performances. A one would be a superior and I don't remember the grading system, but most of the time, you know, our, our musical groups, we, we got a superior one. So, you know, we were outstanding, uh, Kentucky music, whatever it's called, but it, that was, that was, uh, KMEA. Yeah, I remember that too, uh, Mr. Jones. I was a part of that too during my time there, although I was in it for yeah. a violin. And like you, your people, uh, I got superiors as well. There was only one time I didn't get graded, and that was the very first time I had competed in KMEA in 1996. I didn't have my piano right, company. Right. And they were like, oh, I can't grade you. I'm like, Oh, Miss Nolan was not thrilled at that one, but I learned my lesson. Right. Yeah. She, I mean, she would take so many students down there, um, you know, by, of course, the, she started oh, the violin no. program in the early 70s and Suzuki, and that just took off. Uh, oh, yes. Outstanding yes, program. Yes. It's, it's a shame that some of that still doesn't exist, but. Uh, I guess, you know, oh, no. you know, other memories that, of course, I had, um, I was on the journalism staff when we wrote articles for the uh, Kentucky Colonel, and that was just so fun, um, you know, to be able to, those skills really help, help with writing skills, um, and to be able to interview people, and um, that, that was a really great experience. It's just so many, so oh, many yes. opportunities that uh, the school provided uh, for us. I, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. Some great teachers that uh, we had there uh, that really, you, they cared. You, you knew that they cared about you as a student. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember, um, I'm going to share a couple of my favorite memories. Uh, when I was there, of course, you were the re the uh, math teacher when I first started in 1988. And then when I got older, you became the wrestling coach, the, the varsity coach. And I remember the trip for back in 1997. We went to Missouri that year. 
and it was frigid cold outside and we would always have our team meetings and you would always motivate us to be a good team. And I remember just observing, I didn't get to compete that year. I mean, you know, I observed, but I learned so much from that observation that, you know, I was ready for what would have been the 98 conference. But um, like I said, you know, things kind of happened and put me out of wrestling. So, um, but yeah, I still uh, follow KSB sports to this day. And I, uh, as for other memories, I'm sure you remember me being a DJ for the radio right. station. I did that. I was part of the Big Brother Big Sister mentoring program. I also sang in chorus, um, which was pretty awesome. I played violin for Miss Nolan, which was amazing. Uh, she was a very good teacher. Um, another teacher that I really liked, and I wish I could have had him on. I wish I could have gotten him on this tonight. Was uh, Coach Mann. Coach Larry Mann. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I wish I could have gotten. He would have had many good stories to tell, you know, about his conference victories and all that. Um, But, yeah, I'm uh, really excited to uh, be able to do this podcast and share some, you know, memories. And we can talk about KSB and kind of spread some awareness. Um, So, yeah, what was your uh, favorite thing most about the school as far as dorm life and the opportunities oh, at that being in the dorm was great. You know, I, even though I lived in Louisville, um, I stayed in the dorm from my uh, freshman year through my senior year. And um, it took a while for uh, my mother to let me stay in the dorm. You know, she wanted me at home and that sort of thing. And when I first got in athletics, I would, you know, something they wouldn't even begin to let kids do now is I would ride the bus home after practice home. And I did that for my first, you know, um, year and a half in varsity athletics. And, you know, I would hear all these great things that kids were able to do and all the fun that they were having and all this kind of stuff. And I wanted to be a part of that. So I finally convinced my mother's to, to let me stay in the dorm. So uh, beginning of my fre- or middle of my freshman year, I started staying in the dorm and, Oh, that was just uh, such a really fun experience. Um, the, some of the things that we did in there were just amazing. I mean, some of the practical jokes, jokes that we would play on each other and, um, you know, the relationships you would build with uh, the students there and even the dorm parents there were, were, were just outstanding. But uh, we, we definitely had some really good times uh, in the dorm. Uh, the last day of school was always a big thing in the dorm, uh, just to see what you could get away with. And boy... The last day of my sophomore <laughs> year was a was a was was something that was really wonderful. We had a dorm parent. Uh, his name was uh, Bob Rowley, and he told me a good prank to play on, you know, some of the older kids because the older kids, what they would do sometimes is they wanted to harass the younger kids, and the older mm-hmm. kids were downstairs, uh-huh. and we younger kids were upstairs, and they'd come up and terrorize us and that kind of stuff, flip beds and stuff like that. 
So to get back at him, this uh, dorm parent, he told me, well, what you need to do is go, you fill up a bag with shaving cream and then you let it, uh, then you set it in the middle of the room and then you just stomp on it and watch what happens. So I went down there when everybody was at uh, dinner, filled up this bag of shaving cream and I, all of their you know, oh. the night before the end of school, so all of their uh, suitcases oh, yeah. and all of that, they had clothes everywhere on their beds and suitcases open and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I did what he said. I put, I uh, filled that bag up and I dropped a big old book on it. And I mean, shaving cream just went from one side of the room to the other side. Oh, <laughs> no. And when they came back, <laughs> they... And it, it was uh, Doug Keithley, Richard Barnhart, and um, goodness, Donnie Stivers, who was in that room. And they, of course, they knew who did it. So they were after me that whole oh. night. Uh, it oh, was boy. so bad. They were after me so bad that, the, you know, there were two dorm parents in rooms in, in Huntoon, in uh, up the old Huntoon dorm that, uh, you know, there was an extra dorm, you know, there's only one dorm parent on. So I stayed in the other dorm mm -hmm. parent's room because it had a door that could lock that night. Oh, man. So I had to stay in their room. But I would stick my head out the window, and they would try and spray me with water. They really wanted me that night. Oh, they wanted to be. They had to wash all um, their clothes and everything. It was a mess. But it was fun. Oh, boy. I remember, uh, I'll share one of my favorite last day of school memories. Um, it was the last day before school. It was, I believe, my junior year. So I was in the independent dorm program with a guy by the name of Daniel Johnson. He was my roommate. And me and Daniel, we would always, uh, you know, just kick back. But with this, this, this time, he wanted to do something because, you know, he was graduating. He wanted me to remember him somehow. And uh, Daniel gave me a comb. I was like, Daniel, I'm not going to, he said, it's not to you just to remember me, but I was like, oh. So I think I gave him a thing of candy or something for him to remember me by, and that just shows right there the uh, caring and uh, compassion that you would get in the dorms. I remember one house parent, my first house parent, the late great Elizabeth Oaks, which um, she was the first one to uh, kind of take me under her wing and show me the ropes yeah. and um you know then i had miss pat sanders she was amazing they all my dorm parents were just amazing people yeah they were strict at times but they shaped me into the person i am today so do you have any particular dorm parents that really helped remember that really helped you as far as you know having to be firm but fair to get you ready for the real world oh yeah yeah um Definitely, you know, we had some good dorm parents uh, over the years. One of my favorite dorm parents, who most people don't remember, I just mentioned his name. His name was Bob Rowley. He he was really uh, he was he was really a good dorm parent. Um, you know he he was he was strict, but he was fair. Um, let's see. Uh, another dorm parent I really liked, um, I'm sure 
some people that listen may know his name was Frank Bush, and he was a dorm parent my junior, maybe part of my senior year. But he he uh, was a law student actually. He was oh, a law man. student at U of L. He graduated from Berea College. I really liked him. He really started making me think about you know I've been thinking. Of course, I, my plans were to go to college, but. He, we talked about college a, a whole lot, and he really set my mind on that. He really made me realize, yeah, definitely something I could do. And he was a really good fella. I really uh, appreciated what he did for me a, a, a whole lot. Um, there were a, a, there's a married couple. The actual dorm parent was her name was Sarah McKernan, but she was married to a fella named Doc as well, and. They were the first set of one of the first of two set of dorm parents that I had, uh, Sarah and Doc McKernan. They were really good as as well, and and Joe White. He was very interesting as well. So I had some really good dorm parents. I I really didn't have a so called bad dorm parent. Well, one that I didn't care for very much. She was just too young for the job, I think. But you know, for the most part, I had. A uh, you know had a really good dorm parent that that really helped quite a bit. Cool, cool. Yeah, for me, I would say uh, the ones that helped me, like I said, Ms. Oaks, uh, Miss Pat Sanders. She was the more firm but fair one, you know, because she was preparing me for okay, you got to do chores, got to have your responsibilities. And then when I moved up to Brenda Begley's dorm, the late Brenda Begley's, um, you know, okay, I had my responsibilities, but I had All freedom. Right. And one day, I believe we were on a wrestling meet. I think we were going to be wrestling Doss. And uh, I didn't check out with her or check in. I just went straight with you guys. And I got put in the dorm for it. <laughs> so I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, you had some really good ones. You all had some really good ones over there, you know, during, during the time you were there. Now, you have oh, today? yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, who Alexander. knows? Yeah, Miss Alexander. Yes, I had Miss Alexander. Unfortunately, she passed away this year. So, you know, that was kind of. I had her as a morning dorm parent. I never got the fear of Miss Alexander put in me, but I know some students that did. <laughs> some of you who might be listening, uh, Timmy Martin. That name might ring a bell. Or Michael oh, yeah. Hunter. That name might ring a bell. Um, you know, but I would say all my door parents were good in preparing me for, of course, going to public school my senior year and then doing the work I do now with the Commonwealth Council on Development of Disabilities. So, um, you know, kind of preparing me for the real world. Um, okay. As for teachers, do you have any particular teachers that you liked and were there any that were really, really strict? You were like, oh no, I have so-and-so for this class. I'm dreading it. Well, uh, the strict one I would have to say. Uh, everybody talks about Miss Horton, and um, she would be, I guess, the one you would call the strict one. She was the one that, you know, during that time, people wore T-shirts and that kind of stuff. She wasn't going to have it. I didn't wear T-shirts. I always wanted to look nice and stuff, but uh, she wanted your shirt tucked in, and uh, she put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, she was an African-American teacher, and uh, I was one of few, well, I was the only African-American kid <laughs> in, in uh, middle and high school at the time, and she, 
she put a lot of pressure on me to to do my best. You know, we used to have a study hall. And if you didn't get, supposedly, if you didn't, um, if you got two Ds or one F during the week, you got put on study hall the next week. Well, he oh, put no. me on it, and I did not have a bad grades. He just put me on it because she felt like I wasn't doing my best work. And um, I, I mean, it went as far as I refused to go and ended up getting suspended, but that's a different story. But, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Um, you know, she was the strict one. But I liked her. I liked her husband. His name was Calvin Horton. He taught science. She taught math. Uh, I had several good teachers. Um, goodness, everybody, most people are familiar with uh, Ken Howard. He was the uh, social studies teacher, the history teacher. Really liked uh, Ken Howard. He was uh, Paul Harvey. He was a big Paul Harvey fan. So if you were in his room when Paul Harvey was coming on, you were going to listen to Paul Harvey. But uh, he taught you the basics that you needed to know in, in regards to history. Really liked him a great, a whole lot. Um, there was a teacher there that was only there for about a year, but really taught me a lot about English. Her name was Alice Lambert that I really, you know, I, I really liked her a lot. Um, when I was in elementary school, the strict teacher was Dixie Hauser. She was L.D. Hauser. Oh. oh, I've heard of her. Yes. I've heard that name before. And she was well. the abacus queen. Uh, you had to learn that abacus front way, side way, backwards and forwards. Uh, you know, we learned how to add, subtract, multiply, divide, everything on that abacus, all the, everything. So to this day, oh man, to this day, I, you know, I still know how to do the abacus <laughs> Even when I took that class in college, I could have taught the teacher how to, you know, how to teach the advocates. But she, she was, she was, she was something. She, she was good. And it's so many good teachers uh, oh, yeah. that I had there. Of course, I've, you know, talked about some that are, you know, already uh, music. Dorothy Nolan. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh yes, Dorothy Nolan, her. Larry Mann. Uh -huh. In as far as uh, PE. Um, Goodness, who just slipped out of my mind here? It's just so many uh, that I had that were oh Tom Morton. Uh, yeah, Mister. What about uh, Coach McMurray? Yeah, you, ah, he was before my time. Yeah, he uh, was, gotcha. he was gotcha. the wrestling coach uh, for one year uh, during that championship uh, team in 60, uh, 66. Murray, Coach Murray. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, he was gone. <laughs> Um, I got that, so. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's see. As for my favorite teachers, I had Miss Patty Dilg, and then I had Miss uh, McDowell, oh, Miranda yeah. Clark. I remember, for those of you who might be listening, uh, that remember her. Uh, and then I had Meg Stone, Miss mm -hmm. Meg Stone. And uh, I remember um, having her as a teacher, and then I had Miss Mary Helen Welsh, and then I had Miss Gutman, Miss Creasy, Miss Karen Corbett. Um, I had Ms. McMillan, which was pretty cool. And then I moved up to middle school, had Miss Creasy again. She kind of moved up <laughs> on us. 
she was English <laughs> teacher. She became right. Yeah, like yeah, with our, uh, our she science, was a science right. teacher actually. Science. And then for language arts, I had Miss Magruder, Judy Magruder. For those of you who might be listening, um, and one of my things I remember about Miss Magruder, she would give it to you very straight. And if she felt you needed to have a few cuss words thrown at you, not major ones, but mild ones, in a way that she, you know, she didn't do it often. But when she did swear, it was only when needed. <laughs> yes, um, I remember. I remember a book we were reading. It's called My Brother Sam is Dead. And when she read it, she didn't censor any of the language. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, and then I, I got the book and then I read it on my own. And I was like, oh, wow. She wasn't making this stuff up. Um, very, very good teacher. Uh, Miss Chrissy was very, very good. Uh, she was strict on those who would rock back and forth. I remember I would do that and not catch myself. And she would be like, Stop that rocking right now. It was really, really fun, but I knew what she was doing. She was doing it to be fair and firm, but preparing me exactly. for the real world. And then I remember, let's see, high school, I had Miss Rushable, Carla Rushable. I had um, Mr. Samira Zier. I had Dr. John Sasser for algebra. I had Miss, uh, let's see here, um, hmm. Diane Foster for um, World Civilizations, Consumer Math, and let's see, what else do I have her for? Oh, yeah, for uh, History. And um, then I had Miss Cheney for English, and then Mr. Ennis for Health and Physical Education. So I had, I got to experience Coach Man and Coach Ennis. Yeah, some really good teachers. You just mentioned some names of some really good teachers. Actually, can't believe we actually had one of the same teachers. Uh, Miss Clark. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'll tell you a funny story about Miss <laughs> Clark real quick. Uh, Miss Clark taught right. at the, uh, she taught at Carmichael Elementary, the school that I went to in public school, me and my brother went to. And the Carmichael mm -hmm. Elementary, I didn't do anything much, but run the hallways. We had a teacher that really didn't have control of our, our class. We were in what's called a so-called mm -hmm. sight-saving room with a bunch of kids oh, with visual impairments from first grade through fifth grade. And we didn't learn a whole lot, to be honest. We, we just kind of ran over the teacher. And, of course, Miss Clark observed this. Um, and when I came to KSB, it's about the same time she came to KSB. She said, yeah, I remember you at Carmichael. You are not going to behave like you did at, Carm at uh, Carmichael here. And so she had her thumb on me and warned the other teachers about me from the very beginning. Oh, no. Um, yeah, and then uh, a quick story about Miss Stone. I remember I had her, and then uh, I got to go to her house. Me and uh, Jennifer Himes, now Jennifer Holloway, got to go to her house and spend the night. And that was a pretty cool experience because I think one of my family members said that I could go and one said that I couldn't. So there was a bit of a drama there, but it was a cool experience, you know, and then I got to go back to school the next day. And she was the first teacher to put me on detention. She was like, I hate to do this to you, but you didn't do your homework. So you got to have detention and learn your lesson. So I did it and did what I had to do. And, uh, you know, um, you know, just did what I did there. And then uh, let's see. I remember Miss Farrell for orientation and mobility, Miss Pulowski for orientation and mobility. Um, 
And uh, kind of a funny story about uh, Miss Farrell. Not really funny, but we would all go to the Busman's Bakery across the street from the school on Frankfurt Avenue. And I'm sure you're familiar with that location. We would all go there and we would all get what's called spice cookies. I would always get spice cookies and they were the greatest thing ever. And she would always be the one, you know, to pay for it because we were just little kids. And, and you know, I, I always remember just the little things, you know, it didn't have to be big, expensive things. It was just little things, but it was the thought. I would think the moral that I learned from her was it's not the thing. It's the thought mm-hmm, that counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you had really two good orientation mobility teachers. They really, um, they really were the, the program that they ran was just outstanding. How they developed that program and having you guys uh, progress from, you know, just basic learning orientation and mobility skills to the various past levels that you had to where you could travel citywide uh, really prepared you guys for life. And uh, it, it, it was they 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 just really just developed the orientation mobility program at KSB to the next level and beyond. It they just did a fantastic job working together. Oh yes, um, definitely. Uh, and let's see. I, I have a question. Okay, now that we're getting into the prom graduation. All that good stuff. Do you have any memories about that aspect of oh, your KSB yeah. Springtime brings back some of the best memories I ever had, you know, KSB. It's just so nice to get outside for one thing and hang out with uh, different, uh, you know, all the all the kids sitting around the table and just, just having a good old time. But, you know, the prom was always an exciting t- You know, it's all the various activities in the springtime you always look forward to. But, you know, prom was outstanding. Um, yeah, I, I went to uh, two, three, two or three proms, uh, the junior prom, <laughs> it was the greatest, uh, I mean, it, it was fun, um, but I ended up going with someone, I went to prom with, uh, a, a, you know, a girl, um, and it was fun, it was okay, but my senior prom was the most memorable, uh, prom, the three of us, three, two of my better friends, me and Donnie Stivers and Mike Osborne, we decided that we were going to go stag. And that was the most enjoyable of the proms that I, I had. Um, the theme of that prom was night fever. And, of course, it was the seniors' class oh, yes. responsibility of hosting the prom at that time. So me being a senior – uh, you know, we decorated for the prom, planned the prom. That was all enjoyable. And, uh, but the prom memorization of that prom, I remember that prom so much more so than the, the junior prom. Um, we ended up riding there actually in the pickup truck. We had Dan Begley. He took us in the pickup truck, mm-hmm. the three of us to the yes. prom and we just had such a fun time we weren't tied down to one date we could dance with anybody uh it was just such a fun oh time. nice it, it was really hey, fun Dan Begley, the late great dan Begley, as i'll say because yep. he was a very good man and i remember him when i was there too and, and you know he uh 
and I would talk, and he would give me advice if I needed advice on stuff. He would give me advice just like his wife would. Very good at that. And uh, I would say, uh, yeah, my favorite prom memory. I didn't go to the – I was at public school for my senior prom. But for the junior prom, I was there. I took a girl uh, by the name of Tiffany Varro to prom. And um, they, uh, you know, that was a pretty good deal. Um, and then, you know, of course, for senior year, I went to public school. But, yeah, I think uh, prom and then graduation – you know, seeing the seniors walk, get on stage and get their diplomas and getting to just see that and see that aspect of uh, their lives. And, then, you know, you go to the food center, you line up, you would send them, give them well wishes. And uh, I remember just that was great, great experiences. Uh, do you have any specific graduation? Um, you know, Al's graduations are, are wonderful. But the, the first graduation I attended probably, uh, I remember that graduation was actually the 76th class. The, grad, the ceremony was held mm -hmm. in the new gym. And, and I, that probably is the one that I remember the most, you know, of course, other than my own, uh, because it was the first and because mm -hmm. of it was being in the old and the new gym and just not you know, seeing the new gym look like that before, you know, with all the flowers and uh, ceremony like that taking place in there. And, of course, that class was a really good class. I had a lot of friends in that class, and I hated to see that group go. And uh, so that's one that I remember. Uh, of course, 77, that next year was the first one that was held in the food service building. Um, and that one was, you know, we, we performed in that one. We performed in 76 to the course. And so, you know, the, the ones, of course, you perform in bring back memories. And, you know, the next year, 78 was my own. The thing that I remember, one of the things I remember about that one is that Oral Miller, uh, who most of the alumni would know because he was one of us. He was, I didn't, of course, know him yes. at the time, but he has, he's a, he like, he, he's not a person of very few words. His speech was long. And during the middle of that, one of my classmates, Kenny Jones, or Kenny Jennings, during the middle of it, he just leans back in uh -huh. his chair and goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man those just so oh funny. man but you know tim i didn't realize that you didn't graduate from ksb that you went to uh public school your senior year i didn't realize you did that yes yes um i graduated with the senior class of o2 but i did not i went to public school i wanted to be a trailblazer i knew that if i wanted to make an impact in what is now called a typical developing world, I needed to learn in one. I needed to, to get in that environment early and see what it was okay. going to be like, you know, because I'd heard a lot of what it was like. I heard a lot of, of tell, but there wasn't a lot of show. So I had to make my own show and do it. And I did it. And I'm the first blind graduate of uh, Franklin County High School in my hometown of the new millennium. So that's a good uh, thing there. And then I remember... Uh, Let's see, graduations when I was there were held in the auditorium, the Ritchie Auditorium. And I remember watching 
Uh, let's see. The first one I attended, I think, was the 1992 class. I was maybe about nine, eight, eight going on nine. And uh, I remember this. it was just such a great thing. And then as I got older, I saw, I believe it was the uh, either the 98 or 99 class that had a dueling pomp and circumstance on the guitar. That was amazing. Um, so... Yeah, uh, real quickly, in closing, do you have any words of wisdom or uh, final thoughts for the class of 2020 uh, that are going to be graduating? Yeah, you know, uh, I would just like to wish that class a, well, first of all, I'm I'm so sorry that they're not going to experience, well, it's possible that they're going to experience a typical ceremony, and I hope that they do. I know that's the school's plan to have them come back and you know, have a typical ceremony. And I, I hope that, that that does happen. But in case it does not, I, um, you know, I just, what regardless, I, I just wish them luck as they, um, you know, transition into the next phase of their lives, whether it be post-secondary education or to work or, you know, whatever their plans are. And, um, I'm sure that they're going to have some great success. There's some wonderful students in that class, and I'm sure that they're going to do well. But I, I, I'll just encourage them to to really to listen to those who are trying to give them advice, those who have in the past and those who will continue to try to give them advice um, along the way because it's really good to heed people's advice who have already experienced life. I think that's one of the greatest things that young people can do. I know we think we know it all, but we don't. But just really listen to those whose advice you can trust and uh, just make some wise decisions along the way. And if you do that, uh, success is going to come your way. And I just wish them good luck. Yes, I would like to also give some uh, the words of wisdom to the class of 2020. I know that it's, you know, we're just in the start of what's called Senior uh, Appreciation Month or whatever, Senior Tribute Week. But I would like to say, first and foremost, congratulations to the KSB class of 2020 and to all classes of 2020. And to those of you who are needing advice, as uh, Coach Jones said, don't be afraid to seek it out. I mean, yeah, you may not like it and you may not like to, what you hear at first, but they, you know, the people that have been there, done that, they know what they're talking about. I remember many a times that I would do the same thing. You know, I would come to, you know, teachers or, you know, older students and say, hey, what do you think of this, this and this? And they would tell it to me straight. I may not like it or I might not have liked it, but I knew I knew just deep down they knew what they were talking about. Uh one person that I remember very, very well for this was um, Laura Davis Myers. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure you remember her. Yep. And Jerry Edinger. They were good at giving advice, and Barbara Henning was too. So to all the class of 2020, I know that times are rough right now. I know that times are not uh, the way that they typically should be for you guys, but don't worry, you'll get through it. And things will, you'll come out stronger and better on the other side. So in closing, Coach Jones, I would like to say thank you for uh, joining me tonight on the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's a nice experience. 
Hey, and I want to let everyone know that if anyone out there is, in, is uh, listening, if you would like to learn more, more about the school, please visit www.ksb.k12.ky.us. Also, if you would like to find the uh, alumni group on Facebook, just search Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni. You'll see a picture of the school sign. Um, and I want to thank Amanda Selm for that. And uh, I also want to let everyone know that uh, this podcast will be available on Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, CastBox FM, and Anchor FM. All right. So, with that being said, this has been episode number 12 of The Blind Side. I want to thank again Mr. Jones for, ha- for uh, being on the cast. And I look forward to 